1: Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich.
3: Hello, it's back.
1: It is, baby. Yeah. Over and Back Podcast. We're back. Basketball is back. The NBA is back.
3: They came back two. because we came back, right? I think that's how it worked. I forget who that's- came first. I forget if the NBA season started... Because of us, or we—I don't know which which it was, but
1: it's a chicken or an egg thing. Yeah, I'm right. We're both back. That's
3: all life. you need to know. So
1: exactly, yes. The the twenty twenty two NBA season that. I don't really understand why people are making such a big deal about the NBA's 72nd anniversary. It seems weird to me, but... <laughs> yeah, um, they've been
3: using diamonds, and I was always under the impression that diamonds were the 75th anniversary. Because, like, the logo is right. different, but it's, like, NBA right. 72, and it's a diamond. It's just very confusing messaging, so I'm not it sure really what it's doing not- here. But, uh, yeah, it's very, very strange how this uh, NBA 72 is such a big deal when it's not even a round number. It's not even a number that anybody right. really cares about. Well, it is so, a
1: round number, but it's not, you know... Uh, Cause,
3: well, you know, yeah, right. I, I, I wasn't very good at math, Jason. So don't tell
1: that's correct. Right.
3: Why that's do you think thing. I got into communications, uh, Jason? Fair As, enough. Hey, because I thought seventy-two well. wasn't a round number, a nice easy right. round number, I should say. Sure. But,
1: uh, yeah, uh, yeah. A a number a, number pri- is. is it a prime oh, number? Hot
3: point. shot or what? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: man, that's stretching my math skills. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> yeah, all right. And, I, yeah. and I'm a programmer, so that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's tricky. So I used to be a journalist, so it's uh, I, that's where I consider my math skills to be, and the journalist. Yes. So okay. So yeah, obviously we're kidding. NBA. Yeah, you know, we we've discussed this on the show before. We'll be discussing it throughout the season because, uh, yeah, the NBA um, decided to lie about its age, decided it wanted to added be years, three years older. Yeah, it added, added years. years. I
3: mean, when you lie about right. your age, you're supposed to say, no, I'm 70, you know?
1: Right. Like, yeah. like,
3: everyone's like, hey, are you guys 75? Like, no, 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 no. We're only 70. We're still not. young. They added yeah. three years. What's What are they doing? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that that's great. Well, you know what? I did some digging, Rich. I. You've
3: gotten to the bottom of this, of why this is happening.
1: I found out why the NBA is lying about a stage. investigative report, exclusive okay. to got? over and back. I figured it out. Okay, <laughs> so let's flashback. The year is nineteen sixty-six. Okay, the NBA, sixteen years old, you know, feisty teenager you know, looking to rebel, you know, it's, uh, it's sixties, you know, it's looking to, you know, get far out and you know, go with it mm-hmm. and, and do things. So yeah. listening to the mamas know, and the
3: papas and right. You know, yeah. yeah. You
1: know, they're experimenting, you know,
3: um, <laughs> LSD. Yeah. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? So.
1: Maybe not LSD quite yet. That was more early 70s. That's anyway, true. That's true. So 16 years old NBA venturing out besides, Hey, I want to go. I want to go to the bars, man. I want to go drink. I want to get out there and I want to, you know, razzle dazzle. Yeah. Drink some so, foul
3: staff or whatever terrible right. beer you, you could drink in a bar. In Abs- 1966, absolutely.
1: So. absolutely. So, you know, obviously like, okay, 16 years old, he can't get into a bar. So what does the NBA do?
3: The oh, NBA I see.
1: gets a fake ID and it decides, well, I'm not going to be two years older than I am 18. They're going to, they're going to know, they're going to understand that. They're going to say, I'm going to be three years older. So 19 years old sneaks into the bar Mm. gets in you know has a great time guess who the nba meets that very night
3: that night so the night they sneak into the bar right at 19 years old with their fake id right Um, Right.
1: yeah i don't know yeah he's a dapper okay dapper young lawyer
3: oh it's david stern isn't it
1: david stern yes Meets David Stern. What is,
3: what's David Stern's drink of choice, you think?
1: Ooh, I think David Stern's a gin and tonic.
3: I was going to say, something like some gin or or some yeah. sort of like, you know, yeah, it's not – because he's not like a martini guy. He's not that right. classy, but he's, no. he's he's classier than beer. He's not drinking beer. He's not a beer
1: he's guy not for drinking, sure. No, definitely not, not a beer guy. So, you know, a, a, a dapper young lawyer, you know, hot shot firm, it meets David Stern and begins a – you know, starts with the NBA as an outside counsel – then later in the seventies becomes general counsel, then becomes the league's vice president, finally locks it down, becomes the commissioner, locks it down. And for, you know, 30 years commissioner, you know, develops a lifelong relationship. Now, obviously, you know, when the NBA first met David Stern said, yeah, I'm 19. It's all good. You know, I'm not 16. And I mean, once you lie about that, once you set the initial lie, you can't say later, like, oh, by the way, I was fudging my age by three years. It can't do it. it has to embrace the lie. So that's why the NBA sets three years older than it is. David's turn.
3: There it is. Wow. Okay. So yeah. We've gotten to the bottom of it. Yeah. It's right. uh uh I've heard other theories, but I like your theory the okay. best. Yeah, I've heard right. some some, you know, some other ones. Okay, other yeah, theories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctor Curtis uh, Harris has brought some some to the light of just you oh, know. Doctor,
1: oh, because he's a doctor. Yeah, result.
3: like he knows uh, a yeah, yeah, like he, like, he like knows, he knows better history than... better than you do. Yeah. I know it's ridiculous, <laughs> weird. Yeah, oh.
1: but uh, sort right. of NBA history yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. Oh yeah, come on. Yeah.
3: But uh, yeah. yeah, it's a very strange thing. And we're going to be uh, annoying about it a little bit all year. I think we're, we're probably yeah. still going to do some NBA 75 things. We, we should probably yeah, play yeah, along. You know.
1: and, yeah, well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And um, they're I announcing
3: don't... their 75th team this week, and people are going to get really mad about it. So that'll be fun content. So we, we yeah, are going to embrace it in some yeah. way, but um, we are going to be a little Rice. annoying about it too.
1: So. We'll, we'll be, yeah, we'll be a little bit, we'll be properly sassy about the uh, whole affair. Yeah, I, I don't know. At an outrage meter, I'm like a four, I guess, maybe. I don't know, four to five on the outrage meter. I don't know where you're It's are too
3: late it. now. You know what I mean? Like, I think like last year, it was like peak like what are you doing like that's not really but they've they've already kind of set the st- you can't have like their 50th celebration and then be like oh you yeah, are bad like it's it's that actually like this <laughs> you know what I mean like you can't go back you can't well put it I back, mean
1: so. what would David Stern think first of all you know I mean that was um you know I mean yeah you, you couldn't you couldn't do that I mean you yeah you're locked in by 50 certainly I mean you're locked in you're locked in at 23 you know it's yeah. uh yeah you have no choice so so it, oh, it wow. is a
3: little strange but uh, yeah obviously if, if there's ways to you know if you want to dig in a little bit more of why that is or why the case is a lot of you know weird yeah. stuff of the nbl the baa when they switch yeah. the names all that sort of stuff which uh, leagues yeah. they they count as quote-unquote pro leagues which leagues they count as you know their history and their lineage and it's it's very strange how they chose what they chose For but sure. uh yeah. we have talked about it on the show before but, that. yeah
1: we actually probably will talk about it seriously at some point
3: yeah know, no all, we will definitely there. do yeah. like a why are they you know why is yeah. the nba lying about its age? Will definitely be the episode uh, the episode story. name of one that we have very soon. So
1: not the one that I just made up about David Stern. Yeah. So okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> what do you mean made up? Uh, Are you so, kidding? Oh, oh I, I just no, I, I wrote an article about I'm sorry. it. I'm already oh, in. Oh, wow. Damn. Ugh. Awkward. All right. So um yes. So the the theme of the show is actually not about the why the NBA is lying about its age. That's only the uh, the preamble. What we're going to talk about is major potential milestones of the 2022 season how the 2022 NBA season will make history perhaps so uh, what do we got Rich
3: so we got a few different things here in terms of major milestones that are going to happen so the key one that seems almost an inevitable lock to happen this year uh, Uh, barring injury barring catastrophe whatever Steph Curry will become the NBA's all-time leading Three point shooter. He is only 141 threes away from matching Ray all time three pointers made record. Uh, Curry made 337 last year in just 63 games, uh, and he's made over 141 in every single non injury season he's played. So, barring the, you know, other than the year that when he played five games, or other than the year he rolled his ankle and only played 14 or whatever games, he has gotten well over that mark every single year. Uh, so, it is an inevitable lock here. I think that Steph Curry, again, barring injury, barring catastrophe, is going to end at some point in the season, become the NBA's all-time three-point leader, and continue to add and add and add into that. And uh, who knows how easy it'll be for anybody to get there? But yeah, what do you think about that? Is that is that to you? Are you ready for Steph Curry to be the all-time leaders in three points? Because I kind of am. You know, it's I, I'm fine with that. I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he obviously he is the person who you know most personifies how the game has evolved in terms of the three-point, in terms of, you know, the the volume that he shot, the effectiveness, how he basically took the three and made himself into one of the most dangerous, if not perhaps at his peak, the most dangerous offensive weapon in NBA history, yeah. Um. you know, to do that. And and driving, you know, a, a dynasty that, you know, won three straight championships and made five finals in five years. And, you know, it, be, we can talk about this a little bit more later. And, you know, we'll see if they can, run it back and, um, If with all the guys healthy, if they have a chance to um, extend that, you know that's uh, I I think it's a long shot at this point, but I don't see it out of the wrong possibilities.
3: Yeah, no, it'll be really fun if they come back and they're and they're competitive. But uh, yeah, no, I'm fine with it too. Like it it being Ray Allen, I think kind of helps. It's not like this like you know historic legendary player like that's nothing to take away anything from Ray Allen. But like we we saw most of it. I mean, most people listening to this saw most of his career. So it's not like this. Oh my, you know when you start breaking Kareem's records and you start breaking Wilt Chamberlain's records or Bill Russell's records, it's like oh man. Man, like a part of NBA history is like dramatically changing forever. But like sure. Ray Allen's record, that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it being, like you said, right. it being so clearly the best three point shooter of all time, a guy that completely revolutionized the three pointer and made it what it is. I think it's all it's perfect for Steph Curry to get this record, and and, oh, and, and yeah. yeah, so I, I I can't wait for him to do it. Uh, this is one that I'm definitely in favor of and, and excited uh, to to see it happen. But uh, what is interesting about this as well, and then we'll move on sure. to some other stuff here, is that James Harden. Is fifth all time right now, as well, which again, like it makes sense, like because he's James Harden, but it's also like, oh man, he's already like there, he's already at that level. Uh, It says a lot about today's NBA, but it also says a lot about James Harden as well. Uh, He is just six threes away from passing Kyle Korver. Uh, I am not watching the Brooklyn Nets game, but there's a possibility he might do that tonight. So uh, I think he's probably going to, at some point over the next week, uh, pass Kyle Korver for fourth all-time. And he's 116 away from Reggie for third all-time. So uh, he had 121 last year when he played in only 44 games. Uh, So you'd have to go all the way back to 2012 to find a season where he did not at least get a hundred, uh, hundred and fourteen three. So he is going to end the year almost inevitably again, barring injury or whatever. He is going to end the year. I think third all time uh, in three pointers. So it'll be Steph Curry, Ray Allen and James Harden when it's all said and done. So uh, an interesting uh, shakeup there in the all time, three pointers made list coming up uh, this year.
1: Does it surprise you at all that LeBron James is 13th all time in three pointers?
3: That does. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. That I, mean, I, I know yeah. that he's played forever. Right. I just like,
1: yeah, he makes
3: threes, but no, that that is wild. That is that is wild. And and he's one of those weird ones that when he when it's all said and done, he's going to be like top 15 in like literally every record just cuz he's just always playing. He's yeah, he
1: played forever, yeah. And, forever, yeah. Yeah, and and that's obviously I mean like Steph Curry wouldn't have broken it this fast if he played, you know, 10 years earlier, but he probably would be number one all time in his career had he, um, you know, even if he played 10 years earlier, um, just because, yeah, he would obviously be shooting a lot of threes no matter what, just obviously the rate exploded incredibly during his career. LeBron's more of a case of, yeah, he, the second half of his career in particular played during the explosion of threes. So he took a lot, even though, yeah, he's obviously not one of the um you know, uh, he's not particularly great three-point shooter. He's yeah. fine. He's, he's okay at it, but it's not, um, you know, that that's more of a right place, right time thing where Steph is more of a, yeah. Um, he made that a time. Combination. <laughs> a, yeah, a combination of that. Exactly. Yeah. So not like a Barry Bond situation.
3: So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, yep. we're talking about LeBron James. So let's jump into this right now. LeBron, yeah, James, LeBron James, he's turning 37 in December, his 19th NBA season, which, you know, yeah. he's starting to get yeah. record books just for that in terms of... Sure. uh uh, just playing for as long as he is. Uh, he's around the cusp of passing Carl Malone for second all time in scoring and field goals made. I'm definitely rooting for that to happen. Uh, James is 1,561 points away from tying Malone. Uh, he's averaged more than 1,600 in each of the last four seasons. So if he stays healthy, I think he can do this relatively easily uh, past Carl Malone. So it's all about health. Uh, and obviously he's been slowing down a little bit over the last few years in terms of scoring output, but uh, the Lakers aren't the, the the deepest team in the league. So I think there's a real, real strong possibility uh, that uh, LeBron, if he stays healthy all year, plays most of the season, we'll be able to pass Carmelo uh, and become second all time. Now, as far as Kareem, and we've done these episodes for, for a few years, uh, sure. these, you know, kind of, you know, this guy will make history and this stuff. And LeBron, we've always been talking about LeBron becoming, you know, tying Kareem or getting near Kareem for, for, for most all time. He's getting there, but it's, it's going to be tough. It felt like a few years ago we were really on the trajectory, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit. Those injuries have kind of played a factor into it. He's still 3,020 away. From doing that
1: yeah well that's really like if he has two healthy-ish seasons of similar production he's almost there right yeah
3: I'm, yeah he's it, it's we really have to end like this year will be a, a key like if he's healthy all year and he's he's good all year and it's like okay but I get how some people are like oh man maybe we're starting to finally see this guy start to slow down a little bit but I think all bit, you need like, really is a healthy season from him and be like oh he's good to go so yeah I think he'll do it like I really do think he'll do it I just think it's it's might be a little tougher than it was a couple years ago where it felt like inevitable. I mean, mean, we were having that conversation when he, you know, the the final year in, in Cleveland, it's like this guy, he can go play for another 10 years at this point. Like he's going to, you know, so I, but yeah, if his goal is to play with Ronnie is his goal is to play at least three or four more years. I think he can probably do it. It's just, yeah, I
1: think yeah, if he plays that long, you know, I, I, I think if he, if he plays four years, he's, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, just it, purely unless, like
3: attrition wise, like if, even if he's close, right. like that team's going to feed him. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to sure. be like LeBron. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you have to come off the bench because like, he's like, no, right. I'm freaking LeBron James. I'm 42 sure. years old. Like, let me shoot the ball. They're going to yeah. probably let him shoot the ball. And, Maybe it'll be, you know, maybe it'll be a sympathetic team and kind of be like the Kobe thing where they're just like, ah, whatever, just go, go, it's your team, like, whatever. But I'm down. I mean, he deserves that at that point. Whatever, yeah, yeah,
1: that's fine. Yeah, no, that works. But yeah, I don't think
3: LeBron taking, like, an uh, eighth man off the bench role and having to, like, slog through, like, three seasons of, like, 500 points scored, I don't think that's happening anytime soon.
1: I I don't, yeah, I, I mean, he'll still... I mean, I would think he would still be a good player in three years, but yeah, not probably not a top ten player anymore, but uh, probably still you know good enough to be you know a, a, a good starter on an NBA team. Yeah, example. yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, three years is a long time. I mean, it's it definitely definitely. But is. I, I I think yeah, I would say like seventy thirty, he breaks the record. I yeah, think. yeah. Oh, I I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree for sure. Yeah. Uh,
3: other potential LeBron milestones here, real quick. Uh, field goals—he's pretty close from a, a, a tying. Carmelone uh, as well. So uh, he he needs 625, and and two years ago he made 643, but you know. Last year it was 422, so yeah. uh, it's going to be a little bit. It'll probably be, it won't be this year, but maybe next year he'll be able to, to get that, unless like things get really bad in then right. like yeah. You need LeBron James to score a lot of points, which which is probably not good for the Lakers if that's the case. Uh, some other quick ones for LeBron as well. He ranks sixth right now in total minutes. He uh, has a very solid chance of passing Jason Kidd, Kevin Garnett, and Dirk Nowinski this season uh, if he plays similar minutes to what he did the last three to four years. So uh, he'll move up that ladder as well. And then uh, this one's interesting too. He only needs 112 free throws uh, to tie Oscar Robertson for fourth all time in free throws made. I'm kind of are you surprised that he's not higher up in that list?
1: Um, I mean, I, I guess I uh, I would need to look at that list. I guess. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, he gets the line certainly, certainly fairly well. Um, maybe not a, among the well. I mean, probably guys older guys also used to take more free throws. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's yeah. And, and if you
3: look at the list, it's it's yeah. Carl Malone, Moses Malone. Kobe Bryant, interestingly enough, is okay. there as well. Yeah, I mean, Oscar he's... Robertson and LeBron James. Now, I do not okay. think he's got – I mean, he needs a lot more to pass Carmelo. Carmelone has 9,787. I don't think that's happening. I don't think okay. uh, uh, he's matching that. But, uh, I mean, I, who knows? Again, we have no probably, idea. Probably LeBron not, is yeah. timeless. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 more blended than you would think because I kind of thought, oh, man, okay, it's obviously going to be just a bunch of big dudes. It's going to be your Kareem's. And, that's what, right. And like, Kareem's like 11th. You know what I mean? Kareem's time with Dolph Shays. Uh, at eleventh, Michael Jordan is sixth. He passed him last year. Uh, Oscar okay. Robertson is fourth, as we said. Kobe Bryant third. Dirk Nowitzki seventh. Jerry West is eighth. So it's a little bit more. Adrian Dantley, your boy Adrian Dantley, he's tenth. So it's yeah, you love you love Adrian, Adrian Dantley. Dantley.
1: <laughs> you just
3: like most of his Absolutely. teammates love Adrian Dantley. So. I, I love
1: him more than yeah, I, <laughs> more than all of his teammates. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, exactly.
3: But uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. He he, uh, I think he'll move up that ladder. I don't think he's going to pass Carmelo to ever become the the, the most prolific uh, free throw shooter uh, of all time. But uh, he, he 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 yeah. might yeah. contend with Kobe for third all time at some
1: point. That's a lot of damn free throws that Carmelo had. Yeah, really, I what yeah.
3: like what's going on there in Utah? Man, like he's hitting free throws. Stockton's getting assists. Like they yeah. have like nuts records that you're like, what the hell? They're so right. far ahead of everybody. How would this happen?
1: Yeah, it never really particularly occurred to me that he was. I mean, I've, obviously, that. I yeah, it never would occur to me that he was that far ahead uh, in terms of he's, he's, you know, 800 free throws ahead of the next, you know, highest person, below yeah. and, and 1,400, 1,500 almost ahead of Kobe. So that's... uh
3: 3,000 more than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has. <laughs> like,
1: right, yeah. When did
3: that happen? Like, when,
1: yeah, that's, that's
3: What wild. games <laughs> that had to occur that Carmelo got 3,000 more free throws than Yeah, that's pretty wild, Kareem, what? Yeah, wow.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Did They just yeah.
3: not count free throws in, in the seventies. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh shoot, yeah, we should have counted that. Yeah. Ah, well, we didn't. So yeah. whatever. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, fun. Um. Yeah. Next, I, I I like this one. So, you know, there are possibility of some players who might could join the the three MVP club. So the the players with three or more MVPs. Kareem abdul he has six. Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, they each have five. Will Chamberlain, LeBron James, they each have four. Um, and Moses Malone, or excuse me, uh, Julius Irving also has four. Only one uh, NBA and also has three in the ABA. One of those was a tie. So I don't know, we'll call it three and a half. Um, and then Moses Malone, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson each have three. So, you know, I would say uh, last year, you know, uh, Steph Curry, uh, also, two-time MVP finished third last year. Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously, he finished fourth last year, but with uh, you know how he played in the uh, in the playoff, particularly in the finals, I think there might be some sentiment that like, oh yeah, he's actually the best player in the game. We shouldn't have voted him fourth last year, and you know could could definitely see either one of those guys um, being a candidate to um, be a three-time. Uh, MVP. I don't think LeBron at this point anymore, um, unless he has an incredible season, um, is really a candidate to be an MVP anymore. He hasn't won one since 2013. So, you know, he's generally been high in the voting, although obviously two of the last three years he's um, had pretty significant injuries, so hasn't played, you know, full season. But um, I think even if you're the
3: Lakers, you probably don't want him like it would be a bad (laughs) move. You know what I mean? Like it would be like the the fact that he would be playing that many minutes and scoring that. I mean, that would be a bad thing for the Lakers. Probably. They probably are hoping that it doesn't happen. But man, that would be really cool if all of a sudden the process is like, oh, I'm good. I'm like incredible again. Like I'm great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I I'm with you. I I do not think I would bet on LeBron uh, winning an MVP ever again.
1: So, no. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't know. Do you have any other one else? I mean, I I think obviously Jokic. You know, certainly um, you you would be you know maybe a candidate to repeat. Although Embiid obviously it was fantastic last year. Um, if they, uh, if, if the Sixers do better than people think they might do, um, I think that would, I don't know if, I don't know if Jokic really, unless he's in, just an incredible season, given how, yeah, I think, yeah, you know, Denver would have to just you know, be, or either he would have to be incredible or Denver would have to be incredible or both for that.
3: Yeah. You know, and, and, and James I'm Harden, gonna I think he's yeah. going to struggle to do it. Cause I think him and Durant are, are probably going to split right. votes. I've, I've seen Durant as a popular favorite and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I think that's a good Possible. Thing. Possible. yeah but yeah. I, I always yeah. think it's gonna be tough when you have James Harden there, and both those guys are gonna be contenders. It Correct. just makes it more difficult instead of like a guy that's you know clearly the top guy on a on a very very good team, I think they usually have a better chance of, of doing it but uh who knows there's always some weird surprises too maybe Luke could, you know the, you know comes out of nowhere Dutch, and does it, but yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but as far as like two time guys i don't i I can't think of too many guys off the top right. of my head
1: agree yeah all right um and uh, he's star of your favorite commercials, Chris Paul. Yes, uh, he's yeah. Got some right milestones before we, uh, coming on. Yeah. Right
3: before we got on the air here, I got very disappointed that they did not redo uh, or make a new Chris Paul State Farm commercial this year. And it's still the ones, uh, or the one I saw was his, you know, his kid dunking on the trampoline. Sure. Uh, I forget what the other one is, but I'm sure it'll play in the next ten minutes or so. Here, right. I'll yeah. remember it, Chris Paul. Uh, he has over 10,000 assists, which puts him in very rare company. Only a few other guys have over 10,000 assists. Mark Jackson, 10,334. Steve Nash, 10,335. Jason Kidd. Steve Nash getting one more assist than Mark Jackson career is pretty awesome. Ah, That's good. good. Thank you. (laughs) That
1: that makes his Lakers tenure just totally worth it. Exactly. The pathetic,
3: horrible tenure of Steve Nash just laying down with a towel on his face. Uh, It made it all worth it just to have one more assist than Mark Jackson. Uh, Jason Kidd, 12,000. 91 and then jock stockton 15,806 yeah. uh so chris paul trails mark jackson by 59 assists i uh i think he's gonna do that he had uh 622 last year so i think he's gonna yeah. pass uh mark jackson uh, he's obviously only 60 away from steve nash i believe he's also gonna pass uh steve nash as well right um he is still 5531 away from john stockton which okay all Chris Paul has to do, Jason. So yeah. I said he had 622 last year.
1: Right, right,
3: He's got to run that back eight more years, and then he can do it. So, I, you know? Like,
1: eight more years? Can yeah. Chris
3: Paul play eight more years? I say yes.
1: Okay. I I, I... Theoretically possible.
3: Imagine you know? how much of a curmudgeon asshole Chris Paul is going to be when he's 48 years old. He's just like, ah, God damn it <laughs> like, How big's that butt going to be, too? You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it gets yeah. bigger every year. It does get bigger every year. Yeah. <laughs> he's because, uh, I mean, I, I get it. it. You know, yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, I get yeah. it because I'm yeah. 33 and I'm like, yeah. have impossible ways to lose weight and I'm and, and, and yeah. bigger every year. So, yeah, I mean, uh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Good for him to. Yeah. He'll be in great shape, but uh, yeah, yeah, only eight more years of what he did last year, and then he can he can, he can can get near John Stockton.
1: Okay. So. Hey, sounds reasonable. Uh, just
3: so, so, I mean, goals. Goals. That's all it is. Goals. So. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. Uh, and then steals. Uh, Chris Paul's fifth all-time in steals, 113 away from uh, Gary Payton for number two. He had 99 steals last year, 111 two years ago, and 114 three years ago. So this one may be tough. Uh, yeah, and uh,
1: yeah. outside chance.
3: But... Very outside chance. Uh, speaking of John Stockton, he also has the most steals of all time. Uh, Chris Paul only needs 933 more steals to match uh, John yeah. Stockton. So nine
1: seasons, maybe. yeah. He just
3: needs nine seasons. seasons. So if he plays yeah. nine seasons and, and doesn't ever get worse than he was last year when right. he was really, really good, uh, yeah, he can probably yeah. contend for both those
1: and stay healthy. Absolutely. Right. So uh, it's very interesting. Um, two years in a row, uh, Chris Paul, the last two years, he played 70 games, the previous two years, played 58 games. Very, uh, Repeat, they're repeating yeah, that he number. Keeps just, his injuries very yeah, consistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so fun times. So there you go. All right. Yeah.
3: Tell me about Dwight Howard.
1: I, I would love to tell you. About <laughs> you love talking Dwight about Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard yes, so. I do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Dwight Howard, a bit of an enigma. I, well, you know, I think that's that's. Fair. <laughs> I don't know if so, it's a bit. <laughs> yeah. A little, yeah. More than a bit. Yeah. I a uh, a largely enigma. Yeah. So Dwight Howard is. Really, one of the best big men to ever play in the NBA. Um, if you yeah. look at his career accomplishments, both his peak and overall, yet, you know, one hasn't really been a particularly good player in a while. Um, he's certainly not a great player in a while, probably, you know, seven, eight years since he's been a great player, and isn't even necessarily been a good player in the last, you know, three or four years, let's say. Um, but yeah, he's about to move into, you um, 10th on the all time rebounding list, uh, very soon, so he is, um, about 200 rebounds behind Nate Thurman for 10th on that all time list. Um, let's see, last year he had how many rebounds did uh, Dwight Howard have last year? Dwight Howard had 190 last year, so he's right, you know, basically if he. Duplicates what he did last season, he would be right around there. I'm sorry. No, that was 190 offensive rebounds. 580. He's blowing by. Yeah. Nathan oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, probably going to pass Kevin Garnett, too. Again, he played 69 games last year, which is a very power number to play. Um, and uh, It feels like he knew
3: that. So yeah. I took a few games off to make sure yeah. that, uh, that he could uh, and told everybody about it as well. Much to the he chagrin did. of everybody yes. else around him.
1: Sure. Yeah, he did. Um yeah so yeah he he's uh definitely going there you know he he had um you know he had 390 defensive rebounds 508 total um yeah and he was yeah he only played you know we played about 1200 minutes so that, that seems like a reasonable role for him with the lakers now the lakers are a little bit maybe big heavier than they are i, mean, I don't know it's, it's like the lakers have a lot of guys but they're all old so you feel like they're all gonna play like you know 65 games <laughs> yeah you know? yeah they're all um, really
3: really old so
1: right so uh, yeah that'll be interesting so yeah he would yeah and if, if he you know so he's he's getting close to guys like our parish carl malone who is you know not blowing he's not destroying this record unlike the uh, other records he has he's uh you know seventh all time so yeah so uh dwight howard if he maintained the pace that he uh maintained um he would uh overtake well chamberlain who has twenty three thousand nine hundred twenty four rebounds about 24 more seasons so it seemed the last time, like, Is is Dwight Howard going to play until <laughs> he's 59 years old? Yeah.
3: I mean, maybe, but I really hope not. So, uh, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he's pretty far away. So,
1: yeah. And he had a, a 180 offensive rebounds. So, one behind Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah. If he gets 120 more, he would pass Kevin Willis for seventh place. So, yeah. I What's interesting about Dwight is I think he is probably the last, like, elite. Big man, you know MVP type candidate center, who didn't need to be a, a scoring threat from you know outside the paint. Right, right, right. Oh no, yeah? I think it
3: absolutely is. Yeah, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see if that ever does come back again. And it feels like it's just not going to. I mean, you had you had somebody like a you know DeAndre Aiden last year who, who surprised everybody and was. Re- but even then, he was nowhere near, like, MVP elite level. Like, sure. you're, like, you're saying, like, the guy that, like, is going to be, like, one of the best players in the league and just, like, bullies people down low and dunks all the time. Like, that's just, it's it, it seems so so far-fetched these days that that's going to happen. So, um, I would not bet on, on it ever happening again. Maybe some guy comes and he's just so good and so dominant that he completely yeah. changes the game back to the, the inside. Shot. But, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, now it, it is going to be very tough once NBA teams realize that three is more than two. So, I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think Embiid would be that guy, um, and right. you see how Embiid plays. You know, he, he I mean, he obviously is a great um, offensive player. You know, in, in inside, but you know, he obviously has that uh, three point shot as well, and you know, shoots from outside, and you know, has has a broad game. I think if anybody would do it, it would be Embiid. Now, I, certainly, yeah. If if the next Shaq comes along, then yeah, I, I could. I, I guess somebody being more of an offensive inside presence, but I, I don't think, I think to be an effective, um, or at least to be like a MVP level, you know, center in the league, you have to have, you have to be able to at least be a threat to score from.
3: Right. You know, and developmentally, I mean, it, it, yeah. it plays such a big right. role in how you come up and like, sure. no, I mean, pretty much every coach these days is probably going to see a big man and and, and, and think you know every any smart coach i think would would see a big man and, and figure out okay you know let's uh you, you know let's let's get you good at all facets of the game or that guy is going to want to be good at all facets of the game because he's watching kevin durant he's watching trey young he's watching steph curry he's not watching you know kevin willis tapes and saying yeah there we go that's what i need to be so um yeah it, it's you're, you're right you're, you're definitely right and it makes him sort of a, a very interesting weird case uh, at this point as he kind of plays out the strings uh, of his career well one hey this guy, speaking of big men that don't <laughs> really shoot right. or do anything else, right. uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, can he yeah. become a four-time Defensive Player of the Year? If so, he will join Dikemi Mutombo and Ben Wallace as the only four-time winners. And I think that is a very strong possibility that, that he could do that. And anytime Rudy Gobert is in the league, I think he has a chance to become the Defensive Player of the Year. So um, that'll be an interesting thing to keep a, keep an eye on for him. So uh, do you want me to do these yeah. other ones real quick, and then we'll do uh, the holdouts here?
1: Uh, that sounds good, yeah.
3: Let's do that. So Kevin Durant, uh, 25 Thousand points in his career, he has twenty three uh, thousand eight hundred eighty three points in his career. So he's right on the doorstep uh, of twenty five thousand. He's thirty first all time, which actually kind of interesting. I thought he'd be a little higher than that, uh, and would need to pass Rick Barry, uh, Reggie Miller. Uh, at I love how those guys tie. Just perfect attitude, Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it's right. like exactly. yeah, yeah. Two guys that uh, I feel like would get along with each other, but get along with yeah. nobody else. Or maybe they'd hate each yeah. other, but nobody would like them yeah. either. Uh, twenty five thousand two hundred seventy nine for Rick Barry and Reggie Miller. Uh, that's all he needs to do to get into the top twenty-five. Kevin Durant will continue to add to this. I'm just a little surprised he's only thirty-first all time. I would have thought, given how prolific of a score he was, he would be higher at this point. But he will continue, continue, continue uh, to add yeah. that list over the next, you know, and five now, to ten years. So
1: now he missed. Yeah, obviously he missed one full season, and I, he missed a lot of another season with injuries. That, that's part of it, I think. Is oh, that's um, yeah, that and, right. The the Russell
3: Westbrook MVP yeah. year. Yeah, that that is true. Right. So
1: yeah, or yeah, that was before that because he left for. Western oh, that's yet. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like 27 right. games that year, you know, right after his MVP season, I think. So um, yeah. So, so yeah, he's, I think that's, that's part of it, but yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised he's um higher, but yeah, I mean, it's not going to take that much, that many more points. I mean, um, you know, last season he only played uh, 35 games, he had about a thousand points. So um, you know, let's say he plays, you know, around 70 games, you know, would Double that to about 2,000 points. I mean, that's assuming you know pretty good health, but um, you know, then you know, he would be you know, he'd be jumping up that list pretty well. I mean, he'd be in the top, he'd be close to the top 20 at that point, yeah, so yeah, he's going to keep um,
3: chipping away little by little.
1: Um, and and, and definitely, yeah, work there's a lot of guys that. who are very crowded on that list, so you know, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to get to he's very, very likely to get to you know 30,000 points of his career, which would put him around 10th or so,
3: yeah, so, for, yeah, for, for sure, yeah, and then uh, Carmelo. Interestingly enough, he's another case that uh, you know you kind of forget how you know good of a scorer Carmelo was, how long he played, top ten all time in points. He is only one thousand two hundred twenty six behind Shaquille O'Neal uh, for tenth place. That's NBA only. Uh, it's gonna be a a little tough for Melo to do this year. He scored nine hundred twenty four last year, uh, eight hundred ninety five in twenty twenty, uh, and the last time he's been over a thousand was in twenty eighteen for Oklahoma City. So, um, mm, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. This. It depends. I guess it depends what he does this year. If he comes back for another year, if he does two years, he, he, he can definitely get there. Uh, I do not think Carmelo <laughs> is scoring 1,226 points uh, this year. So I, I, I think Shaq's place in the top 10 is safe for now. Uh, if he comes back another year, of course, then uh, he, he would probably pass him up. But, uh, real quick here about Carmelo, only 112 points behind fellow Nuggets legend Dan Issel as well in career points. So, um
1: yeah. If you combine NBA and ABA. And, right, right, right. Carmelo's 10th, 12th there. So he would pass And then obviously if he passes to 11th and then passing check. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think he could do it over two seasons, depending on if he lasts. Obviously he was almost out of the league at one point, although he was effective last year, but he's, you know, another guy who's getting older and I, I have less confidence that he's going to be as lasting in the league that, you know, someone like LeBron or maybe even um, Chris Paul would be.
3: Right. So, for sure. For sure. So we'll, we'll yeah. see. Keep an eye on that for him, top 10 all time, but yeah. Uh... We'll see, and we'll do we'll do some other stuff too. We're going to talk about team milestones a little bit later, but and we do some round numbers. But we got to get to this. Yeah, it's dominated the offseason. It's holdouts, Jason. Tell me about holdouts. holdouts. Tell me about will... contract negotiations and lawyers and injunctions. Yeah. Give me it all. Give me all the fun right. stuff here. <laughs>
1: I, I'm, I'm going to tell you all about. It. We love injunctions. That's <laughs> right. one of our favorite topics in, in, in maybe history. And so yeah, as as you alluded to, one of the biggest off seasons. I think, I guess two of them. Uh, has been, first of all, the holdout of Ben Simmons' trade request demand, whatever you would call it, with the Philadelphia 76ers and how that situation as of this writing is not resolved. In fact, uh, today uh, Simmons was suspended by the 76ers for the opening of the game after he was thrown out of practice uh, by uh, by Doc Rivers. So not going great there. We'll see uh, if uh, a trade is able to happen or if you know he misses a lot of time. Um, but he is technically back with the team despite that one-game suspension. And then Kyrie Irving, at, at the moment, the only NBA player who is unable to play the season because of the vaccine mandate. He has uh, refused to uh, get vaccinated because of the rules in New York City. He basically cannot play uh, in the NBA this season unless he gets uh, vaccinated. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But that made us think, OK, well, let's look at some other situations that um, were, you know, that were basically holdouts that led to a significant um, number of missed games or a trade. I'm sure that there are probably some key ones that we missed here, but we tried to pick ones that involved an all-star or a top draft pick again that led to a significant number of missed games. So uh, the first one, 1967, the Los Angeles Lakers traded Rudy LaRusso to Baltimore for Mel counts. And then soon afterward, the bullets church ter- shipped, uh, LaRusso to Detroit for Ray Scott. So Larusso's like, eh, I don't know if I want to leave LA and go to Detroit. That might not be uh, totally fun for me. So, uh, the Lakers decided, Oh, you know, let's, let's call off the trade and let's bring it back. And then everything will be uh, good. Well, apparently, uh, Baltimore, Detroit, not super excited about that idea. And so the NBA board of commissioners, um, soon ruled that uh, Larusso had to report to Detroit. Uh, then Larissa said, Hey, I'm not going to go to Detroit. So the NBA suspended him and Larusso thought about something, but I guess he ended up retiring uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, he then returned, went to the Warriors, and then maybe the all-star team. So, uh, so, so fun, uh, I don't know, fun little story there. Um, so uh, some other key ones, uh, 1971, Roman Rowe holding out from the Bullets after they had just made the uh, finals um, and then was traded from the uh, Bullets to the Knicks, of course. So he would also have a brief holdout later on uh, toward the end of his career with the Knicks, but only yeah. a couple of missed games here. Uh, Archie Clark with the uh, Bullets. Uh, he would, had been an all-star the prior season. He held it for 42 games. Um, Archie was definitely um, – he was one of the players who was profiled in the uh, – recent uh, Sam Smith book I'm I'm blanking on the uh the name of the book but it was about you know some of the history of player activism in the uh, 60s and 70s and Archie was one of the one of the key guys there so uh definitely a, you know he was a hard labor hard uh,
3: labor is yeah. the name of the book I think is that oh, are you. talking Heart about hard
1: labor yep. that, that's the one thank you yes that that is the one so um uh, so, the the Bulls uh, were fans of this. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the Bulls having <laughs> an acrimonious relationship with their players. Which
3: is I unbelievable because just... it's like a yeah. whole different management. But right. I, the, the next three days you're going to say are all Bulls. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, They're all good bulls too.
1: Like, right, nineteen seventy five. Bob Love and Norm Van Leer, you know, missed basically the, the, the first two months of the season um, with uh, holdouts. Uh, this is actually the year they made the Western Conference Finals uh, with the Warriors after trading for uh, Nate Thurman, playing the Warriors who you know would go into the finals without Nate Thurman. So, uh, so that didn't really affect the team super much because they obviously were really good. They went, I think, they went further in the playoffs than they had in the previous uh, seasons. Uh, then 76, uh, Chet Walker held out, uh, ended up losing an anti-trust suit. and retired, even though he was, you know, he was in his mid thirties, but he had you know, been still one of the, was one of the more effective uh, forwards in the league at that point. Um, absolutely putting up great numbers. So he ended up retiring and and had a, you know, Uh, like a lot of these bulls (laughs) didn't have a great relationship with the uh, league afterwards. So Uh, really famous one, of course, uh, 1977, the first merger season Julius Irving has a holdout with the Nets and ends up getting traded to the uh, 76ers for a lot of cash. Um, Brian Taylor in 1978 season with Denver, he uh, actually left the team during the season. There was a dispute uh, he claimed the Nuggets had offered him a loan and they apparently did not give him the loan that they offered. And it, he ended up winning an arbitration case, became a free agent and signed with the, the new Clippers in the uh, 1979 season where he would lead the league in uh, three pointers. So uh, a little fun uh, Brian Taylor effect there uh a few in the early 80s 1981 we talked about this one uh a a couple shows ago so i won't dig into it too much but gus williams ended up holding out for the whole season with the uh, sonics this was right after they um had uh uh, you know traded dennis johnson and uh you know just coming off a a couple years after their championship year same season kiki bandaway he was uh the um he was the top pick for the mavericks uh the expansion mavericks uh ended up Forcing a trade to Denver after a 30-game holdout uh, the next season, Marcus Johnson, um, decide, he had a big uh, contract dispute with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and he uh, there's, a, there's a fun story here from November of 1981 where his agent said, okay, if the NBA is not going to have me, they're not going to have my client, he is going to pursue an acting and a modeling career. His agent said, these are very serious offers. The opportunities are there. And Marcus is interested in acting and model and in the future? He
3: yeah, he would do yeah. it. Marcus Johnson. We were, were looking at his IMDb a little bit earlier, and obviously, yeah. the most famous roles, probably White Men Can't Jump, but uh, sure. uh, several other ones. What was it? L.A. Law, he was on an episode of. Yeah. Or, unfortunately, but a yes. lot of other basketball movies. I, <laughs> they said, hey, Marcus.
1: Your, your favorite movie,
3: uh, Forget Paris? Forget Paris, yeah, a movie yeah. that I have referenced on the show before. So, yeah, and uh, yeah. What, was, what was the Mark Wahlberg uh, flick he was in recently? It was. A uh, uh, Gambler. Yeah, there you go. Never I saw played. it, never he, gonna see it, but hey, no. good for him.
1: He plays game color man is what uh oh like, so, come on yeah. really so, oh jeez. Yeah, well right. that's so, yeah hey hey he was jury foreman in uh boston legal
3: so. <laughs> jury foreman number three yeah that's great, yeah yeah
1: that's that's good yeah so he's gotta be uh, tough to
3: cast though i i i'd imagine that's a you know and i get why he probably got a lot of basketball roles because it's like he's very tall yeah, yeah so like tall. Mean, it's yeah. kind of tough so, to be like that? he's yeah. 6 7 he's a big dude so it's you know it's hard unless he's going to be like an intimidating presence you know that's that's basically Fine. how you can use him best, but uh, he sure. should have been in a way more like kind of cop dramas, and I guess he was in a decent amount of yeah, them. He, he, he looks too, like yeah. a good deputy or like the you know the the um, I don't know my cop terms, but uh it was yeah, like the commissioner yeah. or something like that. They're like uh oh, and he like opens the, the, the door, the police commissioner, yeah, yeah. He takes yeah. his hat off and puts it down on the table, sure, and they're like uh oh, we're in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just to, yeah, because like he's got a, kind of an yeah. ominous presence about him. With so yeah, but sure. Uh,
1: yeah, he, he he could give you know a uh, a renegade cop a good lecture. Yeah, exactly. The, right, that's not boy. how we do yeah. things
3: around here. You know, he right. puts his leg up on a chair yeah. and puts his yeah. hand on his hip and goes, "I don't know what, <laughs> what precinct you we don't you have work cowboys for. here." Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Yeah, you, you follow my law or you get out of here. Right. Yeah, you know, something like that. I want your badge and your gun.
3: Yeah, exactly. Active.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: So, so maybe we should just do that. Well, I'll, I'll start working on the pilot so we can. Uh,
1: we're <laughs> we gonna do a cop
3: drop. I mean, I don't want to, the, but I the, the mean, cop
1: drop. Yeah, no, I think we need to rethink that. Okay, yeah. fine. That's well, doing. I mean, yeah, I, I think there's a, a gem of an idea here, but we'll talk about it offline. We'll figure it out.
3: Oh yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to give up the goods.
1: No, right I don't want to give up the good stuff.
3: Um, <laughs> anyway, so they called his bluff. Not here, but he ended up. Yeah, I think what, what would he start getting at in late '80s or so when he actually retired. But hey, he yeah, wrong. not right.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up getting his money too. And of course he got traded <laughs> of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. they were, they were kind of like, uh, yeah, we don't actually want to pay you this much. Uh, we want to, we want to get younger. So, um, eh, you know, it worked out. Okay. So, um, next same season, Paul Westfall. So I, I had forgotten about this. So, you know, Paul Westfall of course traded for, uh, Dennis Johnson goes to the Sonics, you know, has an injury plague season, you know, he's older, uh, so he was making about $700,000 and then, uh, he was a free agent, uh, well, sort of a free agent. So, um, it, it was sort of weird because this was, when we talked about this again, a couple episodes ago, where, when we talked about, you know, kind of the history of, uh, free agency talking about in the seventies and the eighties, and this was right after the NBA kind of tweaked the rules, uh, it was still restricted and it gave teams, it was the, the right of first refusal. So it gave teams even more power. So Seattle had offered, you know, um, Westfall $200,000 to making $700,000 before now, you know, he, he'd he been hurt, um, and it was older, uh, but uh, basically didn't get an offer from another NBA team. So it was unclear at that point, whether Seattle actually had his rights, or whether, you know, another team could go in, it was like, they, they, they'd never really been challenged before. So ended up getting resolved. He ended up signing with the Knicks, you know, it did okay there. I mean, obviously it was a role player there, but they had a couple good seasons with him. So, um, you know, didn't really, um, you know, didn't add up to much, but that was sort of an interesting story. Yeah. I
3: don't, I don't remember that one at all. So it's a, it's a good poll. Yeah. Uh, a
1: few more uh, 1985, Joe Barry Carroll uh, played for Italy for a year instead of uh, disappointing uh, the, with the uh, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Uh, Josh Childress did something similar, playing in Greece. You know, later on, of course, in the two thousands, playing for, in Greece for two seasons before returning to the NBA. Joe Barry Carroll would come back to the Warriors after that season, and um, actually would be an All Star for a season, so he did okay. Um, Ricky Pierce with Bucks again, with Bucks being a little cheap. Uh, they, he missed uh, forty five games at a holdout with forty five games, which was the year after he won his first of two Sixth Man of the Year awards. Uh, Danny Ferry, we, we talked about him, um, also recently held out with the. Uh, didn't want to play with the uh, Clippers. Um, Can't ended blame up, him there. Can't blame yeah, him there um, for sure. Ended up playing in Europe for a year and then ended up getting traded to the Cavaliers. Uh, 1992, Rod Strickland, a two-month uh, contract holdout with the Spurs. Uh, you know, he'd already had a little bit of controversy in the uh, league with other situations, so... Definitely was not uh, that fan base was uh, you know, the the Spurs not necessarily known for at that point for like being the most patient fan base. So uh, got some booze when he returned to the uh, game. You know, ungrateful! How dare he try to actually you know make a, a decent amount of money? You know how dare he? Yeah. How dare he hold out? Yeah. Not like uh, 90- lovely San
3: Antonio, just you know yeah. take whatever the lovely town of San Antonio gives you. All right. So,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Respect. Respect the Spurs. 1993. Jim Jackson only played 28 games in his rookie season for the, uh, historically horrible, uh, Dallas Mavericks (laughs) that, that season. We've talked about them a few times. And then, um, yeah, the most recent example that I can really think of of significance was, uh, Anderson Vergeau and Sasha Poffeguch, uh, the follow-up season after the Cavs made the NBA finals. And obviously, you know, Vergeau and especially Sasha were really, you know, key cogs in that uh, team. Uh, they both ended up signing, um, Later on, uh, you know, early on in the season, Verchow held up the longest. He ended up signing a offer sheet with the Bobcats, that was finally um, matched, uh, and then you know, and obviously had a good career with the uh, with the Cavaliers.
3: Absolutely, yeah, and there's some other obviously, you know, holdouts of like guys with you know, Jawan Howard and Glenn Robinson are ones that some people you you know brought up when we when we asked for this, but uh, they technically didn't miss a ton of time during the season. They were rookie holdouts, yeah, but these are like significant holdouts here,
1: exactly.
3: Um, You know, big big chunks of time. So yeah, those are those are the most recent ones. Uh, there, so yeah, we'll see how long this uh, Ben Simmons, uh, that saga doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon, and the uh, Kyrie saga s- doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon, so we'll see, these could be uh, another, uh, like you said, very, very rare, I mean, it happened a lot in the 60s and the 70s, slowed yeah. down a little bit uh, in the 90s, and uh, now we might potentially have two you know, relatively big names doing it in the same season as well.
1: So yeah, we'll uh, see how it goes.
3: Very, very yeah. interesting. All right, Jason, let's talk about nice, tidy, rounded numbers.
1: Our numbers, Points. truly round numbers. Yeah, real, yeah, twenty-five <laughs> round number. Exactly. Established that here, so that's
3: good. Nice. Uh, yeah. points Kevin Durant 24,000 points he's only 117 away from getting to that mark we talked about him a little bit earlier Russell Westbrook only 143 points away from 22,000 uh, and Chris Paul only 22 points away from 20,000 points 20, yeah. for his career yeah so good stuff by them uh, yeah uh games I've, interesting I've, oh I've, sorry go ahead
1: question for you how, how many players in NBA history do you think have scored more than 20,000 points
3: more than 20,000 points I am Going to say it's
1: a round number, so I'll give you a
3: Forty. Fifty. Fifty. Wow. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Chris be fifty one. Wow. This is the DBA, by the way.
3: So, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like we we always we always tend to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. We don't
1: right. Yep. Yeah.
3: We're smart. <laughs> we know what we we're are. doing here. We do. Yeah. Uh, games, games played here. Uh, Andre Godala, eight games away from getting to 1,200 games played. Carmelo Anthony, nine away from doing it. And Dwight Howard, 18 away from 1,200 career games. Uh, 1,100 career games. This is making me feel old with some of these guys. Sure. Trevor yeah. Reza, six games Trevor away Risa. from 1,100 yeah. games. I feel like I've watched a lot of, like, a, a major- pretty much all of Trevor Reza's career I've been there for oh, yeah. and, and watched, which is uh, makes you feel really, really old. Uh, Chris Paul. Just, Chris oh, go ahead. He,
1: a, he was a rookie the same year as... Was he 2005? So he was a rookie the same year, the year after Dwight, right? Um, yes. I think so. Yeah. So that's a long time ago. Yeah, I guess
3: I've seen all of Dwight's career, too. All right. I'm just old. All right. All right. Hey, that's okay. That's <laughs> it's
1: okay. That's okay. So uh, worth noting, uh, there have been, let's see, uh, 45 players who have played uh, 1,200 or more games um, in NBA, ABA history. So just to give a, 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 some, a sense of context for yeah. um numbers yeah of how, so, how
3: how rare these are yeah 11 uh, right. 1100 games uh Chris Paul 10 games away from doing it Lou Williams 33 games away from doing it and Paul Millsat 48 games away from doing it and then the roundest of the round 1000 career games right. J.R. Smith he's 23 away um he's currently golfing somewhere so I don't right. know about yeah. that but yeah. we'll see yeah. uh maybe the Lakers come calling that well, seems uh-huh, like something they would probably do this year. Uh, Jeff Green, right. he's 24 away. He's still a semi-productive player, so I think he's going to oh, do yeah, that pretty easily. Probably, yeah. And then Kyle, Kyle Lowry, he's yeah. only 40 away, okay. and he's obviously a very productive player still at this right. day, So,
1: There is one NBA player who has played exactly 1,000 games in his career.
3: Oh, man.
1: Um, he, he played in the 90s. I'll give you I'll give you a hint.
3: Shoot. Um,
1: he, and he's a three-point. Uh, is it both Dan Marley? Not day? Dan Marley. No. Damn. Nope. That's not a bad guess, though. Yeah. Steve Kerr he ended his career with the Lakers.
3: A three-point shooter ended his career with the Lakers. Yeah, he was um, a star.
1: He was like an all-star level player for. Oh, the
3: uh States. uh that's crap. Not uh, Mitch Richmond?
1: oh glenn rice glenn that's oh it was the oh, next i'm sorry I, I was wrong glenn rice did not end his career with the lakers he actually played for four of the teams after or three of the teams after the lakers
3: yeah so. but they were all real pathetic and nobody should right. remember those so that's <laughs> yeah. that's totally fair yeah uh to do that all right field goals Thirteen thousand field goals lebron is only 97 away from doing that so i think that's uh, probably going to happen uh-huh. Ten thousand field goals carmelo anthony is 200 away from doing that so nice uh Nice good numbers there.
1: And just uh, as we mentioned, yeah, LeBron's obviously third all-time in field goals. uh, And there have been 18 players with more than 10,000 field goals in their career. So that's a very uh, rare number. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Good good for him. Uh, Three-pointers. These are a lot of guys coming into the the, the run here. Uh, As you mentioned, LeBron James, 21 away from getting to uh, 2,000 three-pointers for his career. Uh, Damian Lillard is 49 away from getting 2,100 three-pointers in his career. Uh, 1,500. Chris Paul, 19 away from that. Danny Green, 42 away from that. Uh, 18,000. You have Clay Thompson. He's two away. Paul George, 39 away. Uh, 1,700. Kevin Durant's only 45 away from that. Uh, then 1,600. Trevor Reza, again, 15 away from it. Uh, Kemba Walker, he's only 10 away. And Carmelo Anthony, only 18 away from getting to 1,600. So I think a lot of these men are going to get their nice... Uh, Nice round milestones here. Uh, free throws real quick. 8,000 free throws all time. LeBron is 418 away from that. Uh, James Harden is uh, 426 away from 7,000 free throws. Kevin Durant is 48 away from 6,000. And DeMar DeRozan, 327 away uh, from getting 5,000 free throws in his career as well. So... Um, it's a nice, interesting one here. 10,000 total rebounds in their career. DeAndre Jordan, 122 away. And LeBron James, 249 away. So um, that'll be interesting to see with those guys. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan, like, that's a lot of f- <laughs> rebounds for DeAndre Jordan, man. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like, he hasn't played that long, but he's, he's he was a prolific rebounder there for for a couple of years. So obviously things are slowing down tremendously, and and... Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I think he could probably get to 122 this he's, season. I would hope. Yeah. But uh, he
1: have yeah, played for the Lakers, right? He's one of like a thousand. Yes, players yeah. He's on one of the, the 15
3: F- old dudes that they're like, ah, maybe this 36 year old will be good. <laughs> like, maybe if we just get all the 36 year olds, they can't all be hurt right. at the same time. Right.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's so, yes, um, uh, Jordan and James are 45th and 46th all time in total rebounds.
3: Okay. So, so yeah, they're, they're for, top 50 yeah, guys. Top, uh, top, Deandre top 50. Jordan, a top 50 rebounder of all time. It's, it's, yeah Pretty wild but hey, yeah. makes sense
1: i yeah uh, i wonder if lebron's like a he's like i don't know 700 away from the <laughs> 40 there so i don't yeah. know uh yeah how many rebounds does lebron James do? this is that, i i feel like i don't have a good sense of like I,
3: lebron's I mean, rebounding he, prowess yeah i i don't yeah i don't he, either so yeah.
1: he's uh let's see it's 7.7 last year uh per game which added up to um you know 346 300. total rebounds last year that'd be about two seasons worth um he'll probably play more than 45 games uh, next year. But anyway, let's hope just, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Let's yeah. hope.
3: <laughs> yeah. Let's right. definitely hope. Yeah. Uh, that. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go along quickly now so uh, we can sure. get through these and get to our other stuff here. Uh, oh, yeah. 10,000 assists, LeBron James, 304 away from doing that. Uh, steals uh, LeBron James. Also, he's, 37 away from getting 2,100. Rajon Rondo 12 away from getting to 1,500 steals. Thaddeus Young, yeah, we're talking Thaddeus Young here, 19 steals away from getting to 1,500 steals uh, in his career as well. So uh, good for good for Thaddeus Young. Uh, and then lastly, 1,000 blocks. Andre Drummond 13 away uh, from getting a thousand blocks. Kevin Durant 14 away from getting thousand blocks. And then again, LeBron James 18 away. From getting a thousand blocks and uh, Dwight Howard we should mention here at the top of this list here eight blocks away from getting two thousand two hundred uh, blocks in his career so uh nba.com if you are into more milestones and you're curious about this stuff uh Nba.com had a really good article about team milestones we're not gonna do it on this episode because there's just a lot of them but they're fun things of like you know example Trey young needs four more three pointers. Uh, to pass Dominique Wilkins for sixth in both categories, just, just little stuff like that. There's fun names to kind of bring up, and you're like, "Oh yeah, Carey Kittles. is like, you know, one of the best nets of all time." Like that's not that good, and it, it's a it's a fun experiment in like what teams are good but haven't been good ever, or like what teams are are really really bad now that were good. All, it's fun stuff, but uh, yeah, I, the one that blew my mind the most, and again, NBA.com has that for you. Um, Duncan Robinson, Jason from the Miami Heat. Right. He. Is sixth and seventh in Miami history in career three pointers.
1: <laughs> I think he's played because oh, like, yeah, sixth and three pointers and seventh in attempts. Yeah. Yes, yes, right, right, yes. And you, you, excuse me for one second. Oh, I, sorry, I sorry. Yes, sixth and seventh and three pointers. But now I understand. Yeah. Yes,
3: and then this season, you know, if if he does what he did last year, he will become number three in Miami Heat history in three pointers made, and it's not like yeah. you know what I mean. It's not like. It's not, shouldn't be surprising. Like it makes sense that I, that's the case, but it's like Duncan Robinson's already like the, mo- yeah. one of the most prolific three point shooters in Miami heat history. And it's like, yeah, he's played yeah. there for like three years. But uh, yeah. when you shoot threes in an you know, in an era where they shoot threes and you know, there was an yeah. era where they didn't shoot threes? Yeah, you'll, sure. you'll do that pretty you quickly. So,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, All right, but let's do real quickly, we'll end out here with miscellaneous jersey and ball history. Jason, you right. ready to talk balls yeah. and jerseys? I love
1: to talk about balls and jerseys. So, let's do yeah. it. Dennis
3: Schroeder yeah. is the first Celtic to ever wear the number 71. He usually wears number 17, but then he found out when he signed with the Celtics that uh, he can't be 17 because John Havlicek had that number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we yeah. asked his fans yeah. what number they wanted him to choose, uh, and they ended up choosing 71, I think it was a Twitter poll or Instagram live poll or something like that. So that brought me to the question of, well, how many numbers are left untouched for the Boston Celtics? And Jason, there are 34 numbers left untouched by the Boston Celtics. They are all weird as fuck, the, the ones that are left. So 39 has never been used. 47, never been used. 48, 49, never been used. 57, 58, 59, never used. 61, 62, never used. 64, 65, 67, 68. Sixty nine never used nice. by Boston, so I'm kind of surprised that he, know,
1: we we invite Howard to go to Boston. You're right. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll
3: someone someone yeah. soon will will we'll ascend to that number sixty nine.
1: Maybe Dennis Rodman can come out. Of yeah. Time. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. that that yeah. work out pretty that well. Makes,
1: makes sense. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. And then the rest of them are kind of ridiculous, uh, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76. I mean, I guess those are ridiculous, because Dennis Schroeder is going to walk out with 71, so I guess right. it's not so, yeah. that ridiculous. Uh, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 87, yes, there has been a number 86 in Boston yeah. Celtics history. Yeah. Uh, 89, yes, there's been an 88 uh, as well. 91, yes, there was a 90, 92, 95, 96, and 97 are the only numbers not right. left for the Celtics, so. 34 so, numbers still up for grabs if you want to be the first Celtic to ever wear number 67, you can do that. So
1: There have been only three players in NBA history to wear the number 71, according to Basketball Reference. Ooh,
3: okay. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, can I guess any of them, you think? or
1: uh, the Two of them no. were on the, the 60s uh, San Francisco Warriors. So, <laughs> so no, probably not. probably yeah. not going to guess these. Okay. Will to Chamberlain. <laughs> and not Will Chamberlain. Okay, that uh, I don't know. Yeah. M- McCoy, McLemore, um, Willie Knowles, and... Bob Weissenhahn of the Oh, Bob Wisenhahn. Yeah, yeah, yes, right, right. I mean, you are one of the biggest uh, Bob Weissenhahn fans. <laughs> of course, in, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, oh,
3: seventy-one. Yeah. I uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> right, of course. That's Bob Weissenhahn's yeah. yeah.
1: Of course, yeah. Obviously, you know, you know, by all sixty-two, all sixty games of uh, his career, you of course, you yeah, know, yeah,
3: for yeah, sure. You've got for the sure. videos. You know. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got him on VHS. So sure, or, uh, yeah, <laughs> not even VHS. Right. Right. I got them on beta. film reel. Beta. Yeah, film reel. Yeah. I should run that you, film every so often. Just you so you translated so great, them so. to Beta for some reason. <laughs> right. Clear. I thought it was going to work. I thought Beta yeah. was going to win. Right. It should have yeah. won. Beta should have really won. Was beta better. was so much better than VHS. It was so much better.
1: Yeah.
3: Huh. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, yeah. Jersey retirements and numbers, Pistons yeah. rookie Cade Cunningham, he wore number two at yeah. Oklahoma State and said, you know what? I want to be number two again. And the Pistons said, ooh, uh, okay, here's the problem. We retired that number in 1997 because Chuck Daly won two titles for us. Right. So Kate Cunningham went. I'd really like to be number two. And they said, you know what? Yeah. We'll call Chuck Daly's family. Yeah. And Chuck Daly's family said, whatever. We don't care. Yeah, so don't Kate care. Cunningham is number
1: two. So. <laughs> All right. Cool.
3: Uh, so there we go. I don't know that they didn't actually. I shouldn't quote them as saying we don't care. Right. Maybe maybe they said we yeah. do care in the piss and said here's a truck of money. And they said, you know what? We don't care that much anymore. So yeah, okay. Maybe. I don't know how the transaction went, but Kate Cunningham said that we will wear number two, even though All it right. is it retired. Uh, for Chuck Daly, but now it's unretired. Right. Yeah. Speaking of retired numbers, again, the uh, Grizzlies are went into this year with no retired numbers, but Jason, right. at the end of this year, they will have yeah. retired numbers, because right. Zach Randolph's number 50, prior to the December 11th game against the Rockets, will be raised to the rafters of whatever right. they're calling their arena now. I forget what it sure. is. Is it still the FedEx... Center forum or something, I believe so. Okay, well, whatever it's called, it's gonna, it's not the pyramid, that's all I know. So, I
1: drove by it, um, recently. I drove by the pyramid as well. So, oh, yeah,
3: the pyramid, yeah, the pyramid's like a Cabela's now, isn't it? (laughs) Or a Bass Pro Shop Uh, or something, yes,
1: yeah, Bass Pro Shop, I believe, yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went to the the Sun Records Museum in um, Memphis. It's excellent. You oh, great. I've heard I've heard good things. I, I got to get to Memphis. Yeah. I've never
3: been there, and I, I need to I, get there. So I, had
1: to, I only drove through. I didn't get to spend much time there, but I would love to go back. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we can go on go together. We'll yeah, go. Uh, we'll go, yeah, we'll go, go to Best Pro
3: Shop and then catch a yeah. catch a good Grizzlies game. Grizzlies
1: game. Uh, Absolutely, yeah.
3: Well, if we go January eighth, we'll see uh, Tony Allen's number nine be raised to the yeah. rafters as well. We, uh, Utah, I yeah, I would so.
1: say suggest that maybe with Tony Allen's recent indictment, they may postpone that. retirement.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. that's um that one is yeah. a TBD on on the old uh, yeah, Tony Allen I raising to the rafters. So we'll right. uh, we'll see about yeah. that one.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I would not get those January. 8th <laughs> maybe
3: yeah, maybe don't, out. maybe don't buy the hotel room just yet. So well, I, um, yeah,
1: I would I would suggest that. Yeah.
3: Uh rookie power forward for the Grizzlies. Speaking of the Grizzlies, Romeo uh-huh. Weems is going to be wearing double zero for the Grizzlies, but interesting. They already have a zero. D'Anthony Melton already wears zero. So a single zero. instead of Romeo Weems saying, ah, that I'll just be 72. He decided, right. no, I want to be double zero. D'Anthony Melton says, uh-huh. no, I want to be zero. So we're going to sure. have a team of a zero and a double zero. So we went to yeah. uh, Uniwatch.com. This yeah. has been done before, probably yeah. more than you think it's been done
1: before. Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
3: So, 1990 and 1991 for this uh, the, the Los Angeles Clippers, Olden Polonis was zero and Benoit Benjamin was double zero. Yeah. Then both those men were traded to the uh, Supersonics. Wow. And they decided, I'm going to be zero and I'm going to be double zero. So, Olden Polonis yeah. and Benoit Benjamin for the Supersonics in that same year. Uh, 1992, the Detroit Pistons, Orlando Woolridge was his famous number zero. True. William Bedford was double zero.
1: William Bedford. Yeah. Yep. My favorite Bedford.
3: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 2000 season, Cleveland Cavaliers. Laurie Kettner was zero, and Benoit Benjamin still in the league. I still if you in the league. if you put a gun to my head and said Benoit 2000? Benjamin played for the 2000 Cleveland Cavaliers, I would say absolutely not, and I would be dead. Three
1: games. You I would be games. dead if you
3: said. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you get this right, I won't kill you, and I would say there's <laughs> right. no way. No way. There's yeah. no way. I'm I'm surviving. I'm living. I'm good. And then they would say, unfortunately, no. Roy Benjamin played for the 2000 Cavaliers. He was, he was wow. bad by, like, 1993. How did he hang along that long? So good for him.
1: Uh, he was big, anyway, man. You know, yeah, you could just give Shaq five fouls and you know. <laughs> Get paid. Yeah, Get right? paid,
3: baby. All right. Uh, 2013, it took a little while for it to happen again. 76ers, uh, Jeremy Pargo was number zero. Spencer Hawes was double zero. Uh, and then the Sixers decided they were going to be bad on purpose. And then it happened again. 2014, Darius Johnson Odom was zero. Spencer Hawes. Kept his double zero. So he had it again. That same year, 2014, Aaron Brooks for the Denver Nuggets. He is zero. Daryl Arthur, double zero.
1: Daryl Uh, Arthur, right?
3: Then, believe it or not, it would happen 2016, 2017, and 2018. Because Emmanuel Moody came came to town as as a zero. And Daryl Arthur was like, no, I'm still going to be double zero, man. So they did it again. Then... Jason, four different teams in 2017. Teams. Did you know? It? Like, I thought this was something new and interesting, and it's, right. it's really not making history at all, but it's a fun little yeah. uh, exercise here. Yeah,
1: uh, we go for it? Yeah. We're, we've committed the bit. We might as well finish it.
3: Absolutely, we have. Um, yeah. Gary, uh, this is Gary Payton, but I believe it's Gary sure. Payton II. I very, right. I got well, confused well, there for a second. Being like, hold right. on a minute. Now right. I'm definitely dying know. if you told me it's Gary Payton, <laughs> a 2017 Milwaukee <laughs> the Buck. Bus. I'm like, no yeah. way. Get out of yeah. here. But, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Gary Payton yes. Jr., or the second, right. uh, and Spencer yeah. Hawes were, were both sure. uh, there. The Cavaliers, Kevin Love, zero. Chris Anderson, double zero. Uh-huh. Uh, Briante Weber for the Hornets. Spencer sure. Hawes, again. Haw- I don't where Spencer uh-huh. Hawes goes. He adds yeah. into this mix here. Yeah. Uh, and then this is an interesting wrinkle here. Uh-huh. So Aaron Brooks joins the, the Indiana Pacers in 2017. Right. CJ yeah. Miles is zero.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Aaron Brooks has been zero before.
1: Ooh, okay.
3: But he decides, yeah, I'll just be double zero. I'll so he's longer. double zero this year. Right. So That's... Incredible. Uh how many guys have
1: done how many guys have done both? Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a
3: fun trivia question there. Who has been zero and double zero? Uh and then twenty eighteen, real quickly here, the Knicks, Troy Williams, and just Cantor, Magic, Jamel, artis Aaron Gordon, uh, and the 76ers, Jared Bayless, and Jacob Poland. Uh, we're all there. And then 2019, the Heat, Josh Richardson, Yante Matin, I believe is how you pronounce his name, but I do not know anything about Yante Matin. Uh Knicks. Uh, Kadeem Allen and Enes Cantor, And then the Trailblazers, Enes Cantor going over to the team, Damian Lillard, and Enes Cantor. So you got that. And then, Jason, you said you wanted to talk about balls, and we are going to talk about balls because we got a big ball discussion here, a big ball change in the NBA. For yeah. the first several decades, the NBA's game ball was made by Wilson. Then in 1983, in, a, in kind of a stunning turnaround here, it goes to Spalding. They take over the, the, the ball contract for the NBA, and they've had that since 1983. This season, going back to Wilson, baby.
1: Wilson. Yep. Yeah.
3: Evolutions going onto the court. So that's a uh, so that's my, my preferred uh basketballs the Wilson Evolution, so that's sure. curious fun to that, right. how that's happening. So uh, we'll see, I'll yeah, we'll see if it's a. I wonder if it'll be a big controversy. Like remember the rubber ball year where the NBA was like, "Ah, here's the new balls. Oh, they're good." And everyone's like, "These balls suck." And they're like, "No, they're fine." And then like halfway through the year, they're like, ah, oh, those balls suck. Sorry guys. <laughs> We're going to get you new balls." So okay. um yeah, that was a very interesting play. I, I don't. I so far uh, watching the a little bit of the first game. It looks like looks like it's okay. Guys are shooting okay. okay. <laughs> Ball shots right. are being made in this game, That's so I think made. it'll be all okay. Right. So we'll, we'll see. see but, uh, yeah, big big uh, switch here. Nineteen eighty three Spaulding had done it all the way until twenty twenty one. So
1: nice. So um, I'm looking at the list of uh, both zeros and double zeros. So far, I found Mike Bibby. Okay. Like we did in yep. 2011, he was with the Wizards and with the um, with the Heat. Um, Take me a little while to get uh, through this entire list. I'm not seeing anyone else who stands out uh, quite at the moment. So there, 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 there are many fewer double zeros than there are only 43 double zeros where there have been 118 zeros. So um, anyway, so we know it's a, it's at least been done by one other player. Perhaps we will uh, do the uh, research into the future to see. If there are uh, any others, uh, single and uh, double zeros. But, yeah, or if you know yeah. off the top oh, of your head, got, you're like hey got,
3: idiots. It's clearly this guy.
1: We got Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague did it. Oh, um, yeah, he's, he's a, a famous a double zero for yeah. the uh, the Hawks. Yeah, so um, when he came back to the Hawks for a second time, he was a double zero instead of a single zero. So
3: that's so. great company. Aaron Brooks, Jeff Teague. Those are just some of my favorites. <laughs> like yeah. pretty solid bench.
1: Yeah. yeah dudes like yeah and guys yes. yeah. yeah just guys yeah, solid guy, guys, guys. Yeah, so, yeah good for them all right yeah them. i, I love
3: you know it takes a lot of ambition to be a zero that's a that's a big number you know what i mean like that's 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 it's a rough you yeah. know it's a, t- it's a tough number it takes a certain man to be you know to,
1: to zero, a zero. yeah you know, it does yeah, so. yeah absolutely you got to be comfortable with yourself to be a zero yeah
3: exactly and a double zero that's double double comfort so
1: yeah right yeah here you I, go I, I, I mean, yeah, unless you're Robert Parrish and you're just, you're timeless. It's hard you know, <laughs> right, if right, you right. Hit, you know, the double zero. That's a tough one right there. Um, yeah, cool.
3: We made cool. history. The NBA season is going to make history.
1: All right. It is going to make history, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back um, probably uh, once the NBA announces its official uh, 75 list. I'm sure we will have some thoughts on that. We'll have some thoughts on uh, how the NBA chooses to honor its history uh, during the season, and, uh you know enjoy the uh whatever interesting milestones or happenings go on well we will be getting a historical perspective on that. Plus, you know whatever we uh, decide we want to get into sometimes we're a little bit uh we just uh, golf on tangents here but I think it makes it fun
3: absolutely i I enjoy it so thank you uh for, for doing this and yeah let's 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 go watch some basketball man
1: all right absolutely so thanks everyone for uh, checking us out uh you can find us at the step back at uh, fansider.com. Uh, You can find us wherever podcasts are played. Please leave a rating and review. And you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, both at Over and Back NBA. So thanks for listening, and we're back again soon.
0: Done.